what time it is? Oh yeah! Tell me what you want, what you really want I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want Tell me what you want, what you really want What I really, really want is sing, sing, ha Be my lover Gotta get with my friends Make it last forever Friendship never ends You will be my lover You have got to give Taking is too easy That's the way it is Wow, there is a microphone here. All right, I, I was just making sure it wasn't just me seeing this this microphone, because if that was the case, then we might be in for some paranormal activity, oh, if you know what oh, I mean. Oh, Steven. But lo and behold, this microphone is here. It's tangible, and it's there, real. So there you know, it is. You know and what that means. You do know what that means. It's time for another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yeah! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-dow! Wow! Welcome again to another episode of American Brews and Tunes. Welcome! My name is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. This is episode number 17. 17, 17, 17, 17. Yes, that is the number. <laughs> 17. Three times by Jesse. Yes. Well, anywho. Yeah, um, anywho, you also know what was three times today? No, I have no idea. I had three bananas today. Well, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Two without peanut butter and one with peanut butter. Let me think of anything I did in threes today. Oh, um, yeah, good idea. I, at work, I had three beverages. Oh, what what were that? Coffee? I had a coffee. Water? I had a water, and I had a green tea. Oh, there you go. Wow. So, uh, there's three for you. That's fairly superb. Three and is a wonderful number. Wait, want to know what else comes in threes? Deaths of celebrities. <laughs> um, is that actually a thing? <laughs> they say it's a thing. I don't believe it. Oh, okay. Um, no, what else comes in threes is... The recommendations for the albums we listened to last week. That's correct. Last two weeks, That's sorry. correct. Uh, as most of you know, we each recommend an album for Jets to listen to. I normally recommend a punk rock album for Jesse to listen to, and he normally recommends some indie folk uh, album indie for me folk, to listen to. alternative rock, whatever. Uh, this, But this week, instead of previous weeks where we've talked about every single song, we're just going to highlight the three songs that we like the best on each album. Because again, what we've been talking about in the past episodes is we want you guys to also check out these albums. So we'll give you a good starting place, and you do the rest. You do the rest. You do the rest. We lay the foundation, you put up the rest of the whatever you're building. But speaking of uh, going back a, a half step, uh, to Deaths of Celebrities. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about uh, the musician death? The big one that happened a couple days ago? No. Glenn Campbell. Uh, oh, Maria really? Bell. Um, yeah. He's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that I, I know much of his stuff. I, I also know him but rings a bell. Uh, but he's a huge, huge country star. Country oh, singer. really? And uh, even more relevant, uh, which you guys will find out in a second, uh, he did a cover of Green Day's Time of Your Life. Oh, really? And so they, they were posting it this week as a oh, tribute wow, to him. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of cool. So uh, Glenn, Clam, Glenn Campbell, even though he wasn't somebody that I avidly listened to, it's clear that he had a huge influence on the world of music. So once we crack our brews, we'll give a, a cheers to him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a nice, nice cheers to him. Obviously. Uh, so, but uh, speaking of the tunes portion, what album did you recommend for me to listen to? Because I kind of forget. <laughs> Even though I've been listening to it for two weeks now. I recommended you uh, the album Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix by the band 
Phoenix. Oh, that's correct. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, I hope so. Ever since you said that name just but three seconds ago, it came back as a flood of memories into my oh. brain of all the listening to this album and wondering what it could be about. Wow. Because I really don't know what it's about. That's a great story, Steve. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what have you been listening to the past couple weeks? Um, I've been listening to a monumental album by the punk rock band Green Day called Dookie. Uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. This album came out in 94. Jeez, I was only when three. I was, yeah, when I was three years old. And, I mean, a lot of the songs we are, I mean, still listening to today. They're still so popular. And popular, so relevant, and great. Yeah. So, that is what I have been listening to. Well, these are both pretty darn good albums. Uh, well, Green Day's a pretty darn good album. <laughs> and Phoenix is definitely an album. Uh, but, you know, it's branching out into the world of music, which is our main goal here. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, expand your horizons. Yeah. So which I'll also be doing with next two weeks' recommendation. Oh, help me, Lord. So. But this it was... might be rough. Well, probably not. They're both good albums, but. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I, I'm going to give you a choice between two at the end of the show. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should I'm give not, you a choice then. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to tell you the names of them. I'm going to give you a generalization of what they sound like, and then I'll let you pick which one you want. Okay. In terms of the sound you want to hear this for the next two weeks. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a choice then also. I'll do the same thing, but with, with my rendition. Okay, enough about the end of the show. Let's talk about our beers. All right, let us. <laughs> let us. What do you have this week, Jesse? This week, I have... A beer by the, um, I would assume, world-renowned brewery, um, at least renowned in my book. Uh, Definitely the eastern half of the country. Well, they're from Michigan, right? Yeah. Uh, Founders. Founders Brewing Company. If you have not heard of them, uh, you're crazy. And in fact, you, uh, we both had a Founders beer on the Menzinger's album. We had the Founders Kentucky Breakfast out, so you've all at least heard about them <laughs> oh, if yeah. you listen to this podcast. If you've listened to more episodes, you have heard of them. Which the chances are you probably haven't. But, you know, what the hey? Hey, maybe maybe some people have, and that's great, and we appreciate them. Yeah, if for those of you who have, thank you, and keep doing that, please. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway... Pretty, please? I, <laughs> I'm trying the PC Pills, so it's their Political Pills correctness there. pills? I don't really know what the PC stands for. Well, it's probably political correctness. Uh, personal cardio? Um, polycly... Polycarbonate? <laughs> polycarbonate? Is, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Um, uh, who knows? Pumpkin chai latte. If you take out the V and PVC, like polyvinyl chloride. Yeah, P- polychloride. Yeah. <laughs> um, but regardless, this is a Pilsner. Um, but at the bottom of the bottle, it says American Hopped Pilsner. So I'm assuming this will taste a little bit less like a Pilsner and more like kind of a session ale, All right. I would think. When, when you think Pilsner is... Uh, the big thing is it's it's kind of got a, a root in like German and like German German, German brewing. We'll say German. And it's named general. after uh, I believe it's a country in the Czech area, the Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia, whatever you're gonna call it. Is it? Called Pilsen. Um oh. and they use the Pilsen malts in oh, Pilsners. Okay. Um so it I definitely be, has a distinctive flavor. There's a lot of fact to what I just said, but I could be slightly off, so don't hold me to the 100% factor you know there. Look it up for yourself. Hey, look it up for yourself. I believe that I'm pretty correct in saying that, um, but Pilsners are usually 
pretty mild, a uh, little more bitter than your standard uh, lager. lager because I do yeah. believe a pilsner is a style of a lager. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there are technically only two styles of beer, two types. True. Ales and lagers. That's a lot of it, very true. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with um, how they're fermented. Mm. Um, there's a top and bottom fermentation. Ales uh, have to be fermented at a cooler temperature. I'm sorry, at a warmer temperature, whereas lagers can be fermented at a warmer temperature, I think. You just said warmer for lager uh, for lagers. Who knows? They're they're fermented at different temperatures. I don't remember off the top of my my head. It's one of the, it's one of the two. I believe lagers are are cooler, but who knows? Look it up. I'll learn something. You learn something new every day, so why not make it about beer? Yeah. Um but why not? The Founders is a world-renowned brewery. Great brewery. All of their beers are generally pretty consistent. So that's got to be pretty good, you think, Yeah, right? I would think so. I mean, if I'm going to like a Pilsner, it's probably from Founders. And I'm not a huge Pilsner fan. I have found a couple that I liked, like that, uh, was that the Urquell Pilsner? Oh, yeah, that was, that was super pretty good. good. Stone really well has a, a Pilsner called the Wussy. Well, that one's well. That one's more like a... It's a little hoppier. More like a pale. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's pretty good. But well, you'll have to give this one a try and see what you think. You know what? I will give it a try. Well, I know you will. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a local Nashville brew. Oh! Um, and I know that I've had... I believe you had one of yep, their brews on the Yep, I had their the Grapefruit IPA Correct. on one of the first episodes. It might have been the... I can't remember which episode it, it might was. have been first or second. Oh, it was the EP remember. episode because it was a can, I believe. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, the, the brewery is, of course, Tailgate, which is a local Nashville brewery that I quite enjoy. It's uh, very good. Very I made good. a visit to the tap room um, downtown last week, and I picked up a couple different single cans. Mm-hmm. And I came back with this one, which I'm very interested in. It's called... The Drusifer, which uh, I believe is a mix between the name Drew, which is short for Andrew, (laughs) and the name Lucifer, which is short for Luciferian. I thought it was just Lucifer. No, I don't don't think it's short for anything. Okay, you made that up? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say Luciferian. What does that mean? Uh, So like Drew and Lucifer is a strange combination. And if you actually look at the can, there's this guy with a beard and he's got horns coming out of his head. So slash a, that, a well, halo. he also has a halo, yeah. So like a fallen angel, maybe. And he's got a little. What is that? A little like oh, a jacket it's with their, a patch. Yeah, it's their, their, logo. their logo. The pat, the tailgate logo patch. So I'm assuming Drew, the guy named Drew, is one of their brewers, maybe. Maybe the brewer. <laughs> too high. That was too much for. Probably, yeah. Probably the brewer. Yeah. Anyhow, um, it's a Russian imperial stout. Uh, it Ooh. says big, bold, hoppy. Our biggest, stickiest, ickiest, meanest stout we brew. Uh, and they started making this after the Tennessee laws changed, uh, allowing breweries to, to go above 6.2%. So Praise is, the Lord for that law This change. is ringing in at a 10.9% with a whopping 95 IBUs, which is a lot for a stout. 95 IBUs. I guess I'll say what mine is, is uh, clocking in at. Hey, what's yours clocking in uh, at? 5.5% alcohol by volume, which is, I would assume, kind of this... Average. Average for a Pilsner. Yeah. And 45 IBUs, so a lot less bitter than yours. But more than I would expect for a Pilsner. Yeah, usually they'd probably be about 20. 20 or 30, yeah. Yeah. So I'd be curious to to hear about that. Especially because it says American hops. You won't hear about it. You're going to taste it. Well, they'll hear about it. You'll taste it. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, dude. So... You know, as is per usual, every week on this podcast, what say we crack these glasses? 
these I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, crack these bottles, we slash will crack cans, these beers and put them into our glasses and pour them into our very special glasses. We're They're very tonight. special glasses. We'll tell you about them in a second. All right. So here we go. Jesse's got a bottle. I got a can. Ooh, fizzy. Oh, fizzy. Oh, Jesse's losing some fizz. Up, oh, he's losing some fizz all over his pants. Oh, geez, don't get that on the carpet. I know. I try to get it to my pants. Quick I don't, enough. I don't have a carpet cleaner, and I don't want to have to worry about that. Don't worry, it's getting on my pants instead. Uh, my pants, I can wash those pretty easily. Yeah, I don't want to have to wash the carpet. Wow, I'm pouring my uh, my brew, and it is that dark. Is dark like a standard uh, Russian imperial stout. It is very dark. Uh, do you know the reason why they call them Russian imperial stouts? Um, does it have to do with the country Russia? It does. The I believe <laughs> imperial czar. Uh, this was like his favorite um, type of brew. Oh. Oh, yeah. Wasn't, something, something along the lines of that. Didn't someone from a different country make it or brew it and send it to him? I believe so, and it was his favorite, and so that kind of... And so they called the name it stuck, yeah. Russian, yeah, Russian stout. Mm. Well, it looks like most of it got in my pants, so I think your carpet's safe, dude. Praise the Lord, because I am not paying for a uh, carpet cleaner. What about Stanley Steamer? That is a carpet cleaner, I think. Oh, I thought you meant like a professional carpet cleaner. No, I mean like you got to rent one. Oh, I would okay, pay gotcha. someone. Uh, so what about these glasses? Uh, well, these glasses are very special um, because Becca uh, made these glasses for us, and they so happen to have our key phrase on them. Which is? shibbity beep a dow Yes, which is a very difficult phrase to spell, but yeah. she got it correct, and our pint glasses say shibbity beep a dow Yeah, so we will, uh, uh, later, later tonight, we'll be posting a picture of these, um, by the time you hear this, we will uh, have already, um, we will have already, uh, you know, posted it on Instagram. So. Yeah, so we'll post it. And you guys um, will see. Little cool glass, little housekeeping. If you guys do not know already, we do have an Instagram page and called, a Twitter and a Twitter. Yeah, American Brews and Tunes. Uh, yeah, for both of them. So yeah. give us a follow. Yeah, we post some pretty good stuff, I suppose. It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. What's your beer smell like? Um, mine smells like straight chocolate. Mine just kind of smells like a, I don't know, like a lager. Yeah, yours doesn't oh, smell wow. like much at all. Mine smells like chocolate. No, mine gross. smells light. Mine smells like oh. <laughs> mine smells like the word that we reinvented called roasty malties. Roasty malties. Remember that yeah. word? Yeah. It does My smell beer like... smells like roasty malties. It has a very significant roasty malty scent. Yeah, the roasty malties are off the hook on here. Mine just kind of smells like, uh, just like a lager. Kind of smells like flowers. I mean, that is kind of what floral? a pilsner's, yeah, floral, a pilsner, a pilsner, a pilsner is supposed to smell floral, so. Yes. Uh, why don't we clink our glasses, say the magic word, and try it. I think that's a splendid idea. All right. Shibbity-beep-a-dow! Wow. Mine tastes exactly as I expected. Hmm. Which, uh, a little less chocolatey, a lot more roasty. Uh, those roasted malts are so prevalent. Very heavy. Yeah, the roasty maltiness is off the chain. Yeah, this beer as is... As it were. It's not as thick or sludgy as some of those evil twin beers that, that I've had on the podcast, like the Even More Cocoa Jesus yeah. or the Liquid Double Fudge. It's mm. not like as thick and sludgy as those ones. Right. Uh, but it's still, I'd say it's still pretty heavy and thick. Um, but I wouldn't call it, 
like like those other beers, I think I might have referred to them as sweet tar or something along the lines of that. Yeah, something like that. Not this one. I'd say it's like sweet mud. <laughs> no, no. Maybe sweet mud after a huge rainstorm. Just just slightly different. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good beer. Um, it's pretty smooth. Uh, definitely, I, I can tell it's a lot more bitter uh, than your average stout. Oh, really? I can tell there's, some, there's a bitterness to it. It's definitely okay, very nice. roasty. It's really good. I like it. I'm, I, I like, get this I like again. the idea of that. And I know they make a coffee version of this called the Coffee Drucifer, <laughs> which is <laughs> clever. So clever. I'm clever. Clever. Um, so clever. My beer uh, tastes very how you would expect a Pilsner to taste. Uh, in that it is quite... Uh, I don't really know the word for it. It's, I don't want to use the word plain because it's definitely not plain. But um, if you've ever had like a lager before, you know what a lager tastes like. This is just a... <coughs> there's, oh, there's probably a little bit drier. There's and, an expected taste for a Pilsner. Yeah. But I would say this one's a little bit drier... And I would say that it has a definitely a slight floral note at the end. How is of it. how's like the hop content on there? Um very, very mild. Barely coming through. So I definitely like it. It's very drinkable, but it's definitely not my favorite, you know, I both style of beer and also beer. Um I would say that the uh that one we had before, what was it called again? The Urquell, Urquell, Urquell Pilsner. Urquell it, Pilsner. Which, which Urquell is, act- is, it's an imported beer, I believe. Is it actually from Czechoslovakia, I think? It's from somewhere overseas. I, I can't yeah. remember exactly where. And it was the unfiltered version that we tried. Oh, right. That one was a ton better. Um, but this one's still good, though. Like, it's, it's very drinkable, and it tastes fine. I don't know. The real test, would you get it again? Um... I would say that I would get it again if... Oh, I just got another new note flavor. Uh, not a new note flavor. Another flavor note? But remember what I said I had three of earlier today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of got that same type of banana-y um, strain of yeast like a Hefeweizen has. Interesting. I wouldn't guess that from there. It's like... it's Well, it's very slight. It's not like as pronounced as the Hefeweizen. As a Hefeweizen, I mean. Uh, but still pretty good, though. Um, I would get it again... If I was like, hmm, I really want like a really light drinking beer for the summertime, and, and that's... I don't want to get a poopy beer, so I'll get this one, which actually tastes pretty good. Okay, would I get mine again? Um, probably not, and here's the reason why: because Tailgate, the brewery, when you go to their tap room, they've got like with thirty to forty different taps of all unique beers, and so when I go there, I. Uh, probably about half the time I go there, I get a flight of new beers because there's such a small brewery that they've always got different flavors on taps. Like the last time I went, I had an orange mocha frappuccino stout. I had oh. a I had a coconut IPA. Um, all kind of weird things. Like I've, I've been there before where they had a hot chicken IPA. All kind of weird stuff. And it's right. And they're constantly rotating. And and that's the reason why I probably wouldn't get this again is because next time I go, I want to try something new. Right. Uh, and that's the kind of brewery they are. But. Well, that makes sense. Let's say if this came from, um, well, say say it came from Tailgate still, but they shipped it regularly. Yeah, if, if I could go to like a grocery store and pick, if I want to pick up a big like hearty stout, I would get this again. Okay. Um, I almost wish it was a slightly sweeter, so maybe the coffee one's a little oh. better. Uh, but it's it's still pretty good in my book. 
Okay. Want to, you want to do a switcheroo before we get to the albums? Yeah, let's do a little switcheroo. Um, while we're doing a switcheroo, I would like to say that we just checked in these beers on our favorite beer app, Untapped. Um, and actually, one of our friends, Heidi Pavlikowski, shout out. Yeah, Heidi. Uh, she was in, or she lives in North Carolina, or what? one of the Carolinas. Yeah. And she actually randomly went to Untapped's uh, their headquarters. headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> and she sent us a picture. We'll, we'll post yeah. the picture for you guys to see what it looks like. It's it's pretty cool. I wish I was there. But uh, shout out to you, howdy Heidi. Howdy Heidi. All right. Um, so your beer um, is actually well, more probably, hoppy. You probably can't taste anything. No, I can taste it. it it's I, I can't get the subtle notes, but I can definitely like taste the hops in there. Yeah, it yours is hoppier than I anticipated. Yours is definitely more bitter than a normal Russian imperial. It kind of almost tastes like the old Rasputin. Yes, which is a if really you, good if beer. If you remember what that if, tastes like. If you guys like. haven't heard of um, the old Rasputin, it's a beer by North Coast Brewing. Yeah. Uh, it's another Russian imperial stout. Very, very good. Uh, we learned about that from our buddy Matt Purnell, who yep. said that was like his go-to IPA. Or, I'm sorry, go-to stout. Shout out to Matt Purnell. Maybe he listens to the podcast. Highly doubt it, but if he does, shout out to you, Matt Purnell. Woo! All right, so um, we're going to keep drinking our beers. If anything changes, we will let you know. Uh, you want to move on to the music? Yeah, you know what? Why I'll, don't we? I'll go first this week because oh, I think... okay. I, I don't remember what last week was. I think but... I went first last week, so yeah, you can go first this All week. All right. So you had me listen to the band Phoenix. Yes. And you know what? Huh. You have, had, for us being an American podcast, you've had me listen to a lot of foreign <laughs> bands of late. I know. My I bad. listen to U2, uh, Ireland. U2. Frightened Rabbit. Uh, they're Scotland, Scottish. Scotland, I believe. Uh, Courtney, Courtney Barnett, Barnett is Australian, Australian. So it's only fitting that I listen to Phoenix, who's French. Yeah. And do you know where they're from? Versailles. 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 I believe you're talking. Talk to anybody from Pittsburgh, and they will say Versailles. You know what's up if you're from Pittsburgh. What's up? It's Versailles. I believe the word you're looking for is Versailles. Now, if we're talking... Uh, because in France, they don't pronounce any any consonants. Yeah, at France... The end, at the end of words. Yeah, they don't. French are uh, interesting with their phrasing, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the Treaty of Versailles. It's from World War Two, One? One of those. One of those. I should bone up on I my... Should, I should uh, probably my, know that yeah, since... I should, I should you know, know my, a, my history. Normal world fact to know about anyway, history. Anyway, sacre bleu! Ha, ha, ha. Les baguettes, les poissons cassons, les French! Ha, ha. Oh, gosh. Uh, les Eiffel Tower! <laughs> ha, ha, ha. What's that? Uh, <laughs> les Louvre! Louvre, yeah. Uh, that's about <laughs> as French as I'm going to get for you right now. Arc de Triomphe. Arc de Triomphe. The cheese and wine! Ha, ha. Oh my Let's gosh. not get involved in any wars. <laughs> oh my goodness, Steve. Unless it's a French New York. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we, we. If anybody's listening in France. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, sorry about that. Because eh? the Canadians are slightly French. <laughs> yeah, French Canadian. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Anywho, uh, what's up with the title of this album? Because the title that Jesse gave me is, it's called... And the band, once again, is Phoenix. The album's called Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. And yeah. as you all are probably aware of, there's a famous composer named Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes. And so when I think of this, I think French meets like a French indie rock band versus a Austrian classical composer. That's like Phoenix versus Mozart. And when I think of that, I think the first thing I thought of before doing any research was people don't say Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. They say Mozart. And so Mozart's the most well-known part of his name. So if you replace that with Phoenix, that would make Phoenix the most well-known 
part of the band. You know, that make them well-known. Does that make sense almost? I, yeah, I understand. After reading an interview from him, right, yeah. I, I understand I, I, it now. I know what you're going to say, but yeah. Uh, he talked about it being like a joke. Like, yeah. if you go into a museum and you draw a mustache on a statue. Like the Mona Lisa or something Yeah, the Mona like Lisa. That. It's kind of funny. Like, he, 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 we put our mark on this world-famous thing. Yeah. That's kind of what he did. That's like revered as one of the best, like, Mozart's obviously one, high, high one, of the, one of the best uh, composers slash musicians And so they put their, their mark on it in, in humor. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much it. It's just yeah. like a really childish thing. So I, where I thought it was pompous and pretentious, I learned was not at all, and it was just them being goofy. Yeah. So that's kind of, ha-ha, ho-ho-ho-ho, ha-ho-ho-ho. This is a Grammy uh, award-winning album. Did you know that? I did. Uh, have we had any Grammy award-winning albums on this podcast? Um, they're all Grammy Award winning in mind. Not mind. literally. <laughs> not literally, though. Without doing research, I can't think of any. I don't think so either. Maybe I know we Green might have won uh, Grammys for other albums, but uh, I don't know not about... Not for Dookie, though? No. So, we'll do some research, but I think this is the first Grammy Award winning uh, album we've had on here. Yeah, so. and I actually forgot about that whenever yes, I recommended it It to won you. the oh. album for Best Alternative Music Album in 2009. Yes, the year it came out, yep. So, uh... Well, let me uh, move into this album. And once again, like we said before, we're only going to outline the top three songs, or four if that's what you have. Uh, the rest, we're just going to give our ratings and move on. Yep. All right, the very first song is called Listomania. Do you know what Listomania means? Yeah, I'll get to it. Okay. Uh, this, um, here's my rating for this. Ladder. And it's a recommendation. Uh, do you want to go over what your rating system is for no, this week? No, it'll make sense soon. Okay. Okay. This is a ladder, and I recommend it. So it's one of the three. <laughs> Uh, it's a great album starter. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. fast and catchy. Here's what the title will reference to because I doubt many of our listeners will pick up on it because I didn't pick up on it. Right. When they say Listomania, it's spelled L-I-S-Z-T. Yeah. Like the composer Liszt. Franz Liszt. Yes. Yeah. He was a German-Austrian composer yeah. uh, who was world-renowned. He was a piano virtuoso, which means he was a phenomenal piano player. Like, yeah. Let's think of like who like contemporary would be like like a phenomenal player. Uh, like John Mayer's a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah, John Mayer, or like Steve Vai, Steve, or Steve Vai, uh, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Even just someone who you'd recognize as a really good instrumentalist, like like, like someone who you when you were, whenever you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy <laughs> that was franz list back in the day and so what he's saying is there was listomania which means the people were crazed over him they loved him they flocked to his performances which yeah will go even a, a little more contemporary is like beatlemania right right listomania beatlemania right and so it, it's so it's, it's also kind of a reference to like mozart yeah it's, like it's, they're it's both this, composers this lo- and... like the, the love from the masses to this one composer like everyone joining and loving in this one theatrical a amazing player performing and putting on a show yeah. kind of deal. Uh, so that's what the, um, they're referencing there. Um, and if you guys haven't ever heard of List, I would definitely recommend trans, uh, looking oh, up his yeah. Transcendental Etudes. Etudes. Etudes, whatever. I call them Etudes, you call them Etudes, tomato, tomato. Etudes, Etudes. You say tomato, I say tomato, I say potato, you say potato. I say et- I say Etudes, you say Etudes. Yeah, so I'm correct, he's wrong. Anywho, <laughs> uh, we will put a video of uh, some of the transcendental Etudes below this on etudes. our website, which yeah. is bruiseandtunespodcast.com. So look it up, go on this episode, and watch that video because... It's amazing. I've watched videos of people playing Franz Liszt stuff. It's absolutely and I'll insane. I'll see them like sweating onto the piano because it's so difficult to play. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, back to this song. 
Uh, List of Mania is super duper catchy. Oh yeah. Um, it's it starts out with this piano or guitar. Is it piano it's, or uh, guitar? I think it's guitar. Do 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 but there's definitely more than one. There's either one guitar and a, I think like it's doubled by yeah. a piano. Oh, you think so? Because just listen okay. to it again and listen to the tone because it's, it doesn't sound like it's just a piano. It doesn't sound like it's just a guitar. It, it sounds like a, a unique... Comp- it could be. Um, it's super catchy. Uh, it draws you in from that like the beginning uh, part and it's really happy sounding. The vocal melody and the verse. Yes. Very, very memorable. What I like about the the vocal melody is he doesn't have one set like line. It moves all over the place, and he's got these weird rhyming patterns. Like he rhymes this one French word that I I don't remember off the top of my 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 head in the first verse, but the rhyming pattern switches throughout the verse, which is not an easy thing to do. It's you either have to be born with that or really work at it. So I'm assuming maybe he's got a little bit of both. I think. Well, they've been a band for a long time. Yeah. So he's he's got the he's got the talent to do so. It's really cool. Um, and looking up this song, uh, even on my favorite website, Lyric Genius, I cannot tell what it's about. Uh, I, don't, it's, I don't really know. I'm, that's that's part of this whole album. I don't really know if like they have like a super lot of deep meanings. Yeah. If, if you guys know what it's about, send us an email, shoot us a tweet, an Instagram message, or even subscribe to us and email us. We even got a, an email address at AmericanBruisingTunes at gmail.com. Let yeah. us know because I have no idea what this is about. I like this song a lot. Um, here's how catchy the song is. Do you remember the movie Breakfast Club? Yeah. Do you remember that one dance scene they have where they're just dancing? I think so, yeah. Somebody on YouTube put this song to that scene, and it fits perfectly. Oh, really? It's really cool. <laughs> That's funny. Um, John Hughes is the guy who directed that movie, and so, like, in this YouTube video, it's the Breakfast Club and a couple other John Hughes dance scene movies from his other movies. <laughs> put the list of mania, and it works perfectly. That's uh, hilarious. We'll put a link to that also below this video, so there's... Bam, we're gonna have lots of links underneath this video. Or underneath our podcast, so check them out. Um, one more side note before I move on: the bridge is really cool. It takes a very different tone. Yeah. Um, where he says, "This is this is showtime. This is showtime. This is showtime," and it, mm-hmm. it feels like like the rest of the song is really happy, really poppy. It's real like. Then he goes, "Ah, it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime!" It's real like call to action type part, yeah. part in the song is what I would say. Anyways, List of Many was a great song. Um, it might actually be my favorite song on the album, so everything goes downhill from there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, on to song number two, which is called 1901. Um, this is probably the most, maybe their most popular song of all time. Uh, I I, it was so. the only song I knew by them going into this. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've heard it in car commercials, other commercials. It was in a Super Bowl commercial for the Packers. Um, I do not recommend it. Here's my rating. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> it shoots and ladders because it's either recommended or it's not. Oh, okay. And so it's it's pretty uh, black and white <laughs> with this review. Oh, that's funny. On to song number three, which is called Fences. Ladder. Ladder. And uh, even funnier side note, when I went to Tailgate and when I bought this this brew, yeah. I heard the song Ladder while I was in the facilities. I believe I sent you a Snapchat of me listening to this song. You heard the song Fences. Yes. Not the song Ladder. Uh, I'm sorry. I heard the song Fences. <laughs> At tailgate, and I believe I sent you a Snapchat. Yeah, I think you did. I I don't really remember. Maybe it was really funny. Um, the beginning of the verse is really blah. blah. Yeah. To me, it sounds. Yep. It reminds me of Broken Bells, like that electronic, like right. weird. Yeah. Nothing. Um, but once it gets into the pre-chorus, it's this like acoustic-driven portion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the part that that really sold the song for me. 
Uh, it's a really sharp contrast to that beginning electronic portion because it's all, I don't want to say all electronic instruments, but then it comes in and it it gets much more, I don't want to say spacey, but like the, the space in the mix of the song is real open after the electronic part's gone and you got the acoustic part coming. Dun, 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 and so you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, so. I didn't do it justice yeah. right there, but uh, <laughs> okay. when the acoustic comes in, it's got a really cool tone and it just sets the song apart in the way that I wanted to recommend it because that sold it for me. Yeah. Um, the chorus afterwards um, gets more melodic and catchy and it's really nice, um, but it's that pre-chorus that I really like. And it, I, th- I think it only comes back one more time. Yeah. But it's a nice part in the song and it was enough for me to recommend it. So you guys should definitely check it about. Uh, check it check out. It, check it about. Check it out. Check it about town. Check it about town. Check it about town. That's my new phrase. You, check it about town. Why don't you guys check it about town? Oh, is that why I want, yeah, why don't you go check it about town, man? Uh, the song seems about a woman, uh, about women being hard to get, comparing them to castles and fences. Fences. Yeah, like kind of like women build up walls, maybe. And fences are built up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not really sure. I'm basing a lot of this on what I read on Lyric Genius. Yeah, again, a, a lot of these songs I really don't know. Uh, what they're about, but I really like them. <laughs> All right, um, songs number four and five. I'm gonna lump together. Mm-hmm. The reasoning is because it's here's song number four is titled "Love Like a Sunset Part One." Here's Instrumental. A, here's the title of song number five: "Love Like a Sunset Part Two. So I'm lumping them together because when I listen to this song, I put them together. Uh, both I, of them. I also kind of skip shoot them. and shoot. Yeah, I also kind of skip uh, them. So part one. Here's what I said: boring electric. Yeah. Here's part number two, catchier, better, and there are words. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I wish that they would have made song number two longer and its own song. Right. Uh, Instead of having it, the it actually, instrumental part. With, with, with it being like longer and better, it might have been a recommendation because it's kind of cool, but not enough. Anyways, on to song number six, which is the third ladder. Noise. Which is called Lasso. Like a lasso. The song starts off with a cool like drum beat on the toms. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just kind of different from a lot of the other beats on the album, uh, and that goes away once the instrumentation come instrumentation comes along. I thought you would recommend these three songs, by the way. Really? Yeah. You didn't think I'd recommend 1901? Oh no, you're right. I thought 1901 was not uh, Fences. Okay, so I I, yeah. I surprised you with one. Yeah, I knew the first because one. Because I I knew 1901. Big time. Oh, okay. And I, like I knew that beforehand, and it's just—it's a good song. It's just right. It, it fits into the mold of the rest of this album for me, which I'll get—I'll touch on later. Okay. Uh, Lasso, like I said, cool drum beat. It's faster than a lot of the other songs on the album, and I'd, I'd even go as far as to say much more rocky. Um, there's not oh, like heavy yeah. guitar tones, but it's, it almost sounds more rocky. I would say I would say it's more driven like a rock song, but yeah, the, like the they don't have—they don't have heavy guitars. They don't have like rock melodies. It's but it, it sounds more rocky yeah. than the rest of the album. Yeah, I was going to say the melody is definitely not rock. Um, but I think the song's about honesty and trying to find somebody in the midst of being heartbroken. Uh, like he's got that one line, forever is a long time when you're lost, when you've lost your way. Long, long time when you lost your way. And that could mean a lot of things, but in the context, context of the song, I think he means about um, being lost in your way of trying to find a significant other. Or truth. Or truth, whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in the chorus, uh, he he ponders if the listener, which is presumably a girl, you never know in today's progressive society. True. So I'll presume it's a girl, but who knows? Uh, presumably um, pondering if the other person would find the singer and pursue them in love. It's mutual. The yes. Feelings. 
well, maybe even not mutual, if, if the other person would, would go out and pursue him. Because the chorus says, where would you go with a lasso? Could you run into me? And they repeat the lines like, where would you go? Where would you go with a lasso? Um, and so it's like asking, would you pursue me? Like, would you, would I be your love interest? You know? Go run into me. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting. It's a I like that song too. Approach. It's very very good. Good song. Yeah. Um, on to song number seven, which is called Rome. That's right, like the place Rome. Here's what I give it. This is a good song. This has the only ra- um, rating that's not shoot or ladder. Okay. Yeah. Step stool. Step stool. <laughs> because I I really wanted to recommend this. And do you want to yeah, know why? It's a good one. The chorus is actually my favorite part on the entire album. Yeah, it's very very good. The chorus is so good, uh, but. Again, I couldn't recommend it, so it's it's not a ladder, it's not a shoot. Uh, moving on to it, number count number eight is countdowns, and then parentheses sick for the big sun. I said the song's meh, and I gave it a ladder. Song number nine is called girlfriend. I I said cool drums ladder. <laughs> song number ten cool is drums. called armistice. Not bad ladder. Okay. Uh, so, so overall, that, so that's the whole album. Overall, yeah. Overall, overall here's what I, I give this album. Um, there's lots of songs that I almost like. Okay. Uh, there's not a, a song that really... It took me a long time to listen to this and find songs to recommend because nothing really stuck out to me that much at the beginning. Okay. Um, and, and there's not any songs that I dislike either. Like, there have been other albums you've recommended where I was like, meh, no, so don't like that at all. It's obviously not going to be a recommendation. Um, yeah, like, there's nothing I would dislike or nothing I wouldn't listen to, and there's not... I wouldn't even say the album's necessarily forgettable, it's just not a lot that stuck out to me initially. Right. I had to really force myself to listen to it to pick out songs that I liked better than the others. So pretty much what you're saying is, if you were to listen to it again, those three songs or four songs, if you include Rome, yeah. are the ones that you'd come back to and listen to. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great background album. I would I would definitely have this on. Like if I'm like if reading you're a, a comic if book. Or like if you're at a party if or at something. A party, this is a great, like, this is yeah. a great song to put on because I think it's something people would really... You can like tap your foot to it and stuff, but yeah. it, overall, it's not something I'd come back to just to listen to. I got you. That makes sense. Uh, I wouldn't call it a dud, but I wouldn't call it a success, this album for me. Okay, for you, yeah. Yeah. I would say I really better like, than Broken I really Bells. I like it better than Broken Bells. Okay, I, I remember when this album came out. I saw them play on SNL. Yeah, and then I remember seeing the album at Target for the re- like the next three years. It was like on display. Yeah, they loved it. But uh, anyways, that's my recommendations and my review of Phoenix Wolfgang. My name is Wolfgang. Wolfgang Let me say it as a true um, a true German uh, Austrian Wolfgang Amadeus. How would they say Phoenix? They wouldn't have a PH, but... How, what, would, what would a German say for Phoenix? I don't know what their German word for Phoenix is. All right, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Wolfgang Phoenix. Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys haven't ever seen the movie, um, what's it called? Amadeus? <laughs> Amadeus, Watch yeah. that. His wife called... Um, Mozart's wife Wolfie. calls him... Wolfie. Oh, Wolfie. Oh, Wolfie. Hello. Yeah. It's a great movie. Absolutely fantastic. Hello, Wolfie. It's Academy Award winning. Watch it. And I will let you recommend your album now. Okay, but before yeah, you I recommend, know. keep in mind, I will be keeping a tab of how many times you say essentially. Yes, because um, if you guys have been listening in the past weeks, there are quite a few times when I'm describing a song or uh, describing a track or describing what's going on in a song or what I believe it's about, where I say, essentially, this is what it is. You can't count that one. I won't count that one, but I'll count every single one that comes from here. Okay, sounds good. Uh, this is the album Dookie by the band Green Day. 
Um, do I'm going to. background on this album? Do I want to give any background? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I gave it earlier in the. About podcast. it being monumental? Yeah. Setting the way for pop punk? Yeah. Setting the way for pop punk, pop punk both uh, worldwide and also for them as a band. There's one album, I think, or oh, two albums, I think, set the stage for this. Do you know what they are? No. First was Nirvana's Nevermind. Okay. Um, because that kind of took away the needing to really know your instrument and sing well to make a successful band. Well, what about all the other bands in the 80s that came before Nirvana? Did they have mainstream success? At the time, no, I guess not. Exactly. Okay. That's the thing. Nirvana opened the door for mainstream success for bands that didn't sing well, they weren't polished, they didn't know how to play their instruments as well as someone who could shred. So that, that opened the door for this. And then right. the first big sense. punk band, I would say, is The Offspring with their album Smash. Okay. And that, that kind of took it away. And then Green Day came out with this, and that blew open the floodgates. So without further ado, I want you to review it. All right. I've got one statement to say right now at the beginning. I got one thing to say. I got one thing Yo, to say right now. Yo, pass the mic. Mike's already here, though. You're right. Okay. <laughs> this whole album is like glue on my mind. It sticks. It's really catchy. Can you imagine if like someone like sawed open your skull and poured glue into your brain? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's it'd be so sticky. It would probably kill It'd you. It'd be so sticky. No, I'm, I'm saying it would kill you. Well, yeah, obviously, if someone cut open my brain and poured my head and poured glue on my brain, it would kill me. Did you ever see the movie Hannibal? No. All right, never mind then. <laughs> Let's just say there's something about a brain being exposed at one point in time, and we'll leave it at that. And <laughs> okay. Ray Liotta, I think, is who it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. On to track number one, everybody. I declare I don't care no more. You're going to do that the whole time, aren't Only you? Only for a couple. I'll, okay. I'll leave you to it. because Well, it's a good it. thing because I recommended this track. Nice. Five out of five, everybody. It's called Burnout. I would say this is a great album starter. Um, I believe it's basically about growing up. Yeah. And it's like, it's a very angsty song. Uh, superb bridge. How do you even say it's about fighting growing up? Right, so growing yeah. up, but fighting, during that process, you're, yeah, you're like, the, I don't want to grow up. Yeah, and then, but then, the, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really good though. Uh, I love this song. The chorus um, is, "I'm not growing up, I'm just burning out." Right? Yeah, I'm just burning out. Great chorus. Yeah, most. I mean, most of the choruses in this song are great. That's why I said it's like glue in my brain. Word. It's like glue inside of my brain. Insane in the membrane. He's got glue on the brain. Yeah, <laughs> glue on the brain. Okay, what's that? Oh, what's that uh, word for glue? Like um, a sticky like adhesive. A... Got glue on the brain. Adhesive on the membrane. <laughs> that almost works. Crazy glue brain. Got no. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. It didn't work. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy go my <laughs> I can't just, just move on. Let's get out of there. It's, it's, it's a dead end. <laughs> track, track number two is called Having a Blast. I give this four to five. Moving on. Oh yeah, because we're not we're not gonna talk about the ones uh, that are. Track number three is called Chump, four to five as well. Uh most of the songs in this album I gave four to five. But you didn't recommend this? I even no, I, did I not even recommend might it. recommend this over like Longview just because I just I'll tell you why I like Longview so much. Fair enough. Okay. But Longview was uh, uh, well, I just really like the song Chump. I think the chorus is great. I love how it leads into Longview, but 
Take it away with your well, recommendation. Well, on that note, I love how Longview leads into the next song, Welcome to Paradise. Okay. The transition. Okay. Uh, but and regardless, uh, the track number four, I give it a five out of five. It's called Longview. Um, and just a note, the song is explicit. Oh, yeah, there's some potty words in there. There are definitely a few words that should be in the potty. <laughs> yeah, I guess. As you could tangibly rip out a word from the sky. <laughs> well, like if you said well, it and you catch it out of your thought bubble, toss it in the potty. To- I toss that in the potty. I toss this word in the potty. Like if you're in a comic book and you, there's a, a word bubble above you, yeah. you can reach up and grab that word and toss it in the potty. I break the fourth wall and toss this word in the potty. You're a potty word. You potty word. But this song's awesome. It is a great song. Longview, it's super awesome. Had you heard it before oh. the, uh, you listened to the album? Great transition from previous song. It does. It's, That's what it's I got a segue. Well. Had um, you heard it before? I don't think so. I'm surprised. It's a big radio song, too. Um, awesome bass line. Also good bass tone. Um, about uh. the bass line, their bass player, I, I, I don't know if I read it or I saw an interview where he was talking about taking a lot of drugs. And I think he took I like think LSD. that's what this song's about. Well, it is. But yeah. he wrote this bass line while on drugs. Oh, really? And he like, he like uh, after he was not on drugs anymore, he's like, what? Oh, crap. I wrote a great bass line. I can't remember it. And so it took him a long time to like re-remember what it was. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad they re-remembered because it's an awesome bass line. It is a great bass line. I also really love the uh, the words in the chorus. Sitting on the tube, or like talking about watching the tube, which is an old word for TV for you people who don't remember <laughs> the that tube. word. The tube, um, like flipping through the channels, but nothing's on. Like I'm, I'll flip through the channels for like two hours or whatever. And this is the anthem of the '90s because that was the age of the latchkey kids, like the kids who their parents would work and they'd come instead of like oh, yeah, going somewhere, yeah. they'd come home and be home by themselves because right. both parents were working. Right, and that was very prevalent here. And they're like being a latchkey burnout watching TV, you know. Right. Not doing anything but sitting there watching TV, being bored. And so, yeah, I, I really like that. Um, a great chorus. Um, and then also, there's one uh, one line where he talks about not having any motivation. He's like, I've got no motivation. I've got no motivation. Where is my motivation? Smoking my inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I recommended this song as well. Speaking of smoking his inspiration, do you know where they came up with the, the title Green Day? Um, I'm assuming it has to do with weed. Green Day, yeah. Marijuana, weed, green. Yeah, green, right. So there you go. There green you go. Day, the name was started on drug consumption. There you go. And that was a fact from Steve, quote, 2017. 2017, Steve, what up? Direct quote. Um, anyway, about that song, or you? Um, no, but um, the reason I uh, wanted to talk about this song uh, specifically is because he talks about like "Take Me to Paradise" mm-hmm. and some of the lyrics, which I assume is me meaning being high. Yeah, or get him so out like, of where like, he's take at. Me to, he's like, "Bite my lip and pull my eyes, take, take me, me away to paradise. paradise." So then, the next song is called "Welcome to Paradise." Oh, I've never made that connection. Really? Never. I've, I've listened to this album a million times, and I never thought about <laughs> yeah, that connection. Yeah, the next song is Welcome to Paradise. Uh, and uh, the, the song Welcome to Paradise, I'm sure all of you heard it. It's a huge yeah, song. Yeah, that's one reason why I'm I'm not recommending that one, because I assume most people have heard it. I would Welcome recommend you to, to listen paradise. to it again. And this was re-recorded from their previous album, Kerplunk. 
Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's much more polished. It sounds way better on this yeah. album. Um, but regardless, I give it a 5 out of 5. And but I you just, still can't recommend it. I didn't write it here, but I'm doing a new thing this week where I give hums. What's that mean? Honorable mentions. Oh, nice. So that's a hmm. Yep, I didn't write it down, but this is definitely a hmm. Hmm. Honorable hmm. mention. It's an honorable mention. Uh, nice. So also I wrote down, ah! <laughs> what so does that good. mean? I just wrote down, ah! So You good. wrote that really big, so yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's so a great good. song. I, I guarantee most of you have heard the song. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would anywho, if you haven't, like... But then again, I mean, this song on. has got at least four singles that everyone's probably heard at least once. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm going to recommend one of them, but the other two... That I knew before, I'm not recommending. Okay. The next song. Well, like I said there are four singles. What were the four singles? Longview. Oh, Longview was a single. Welcome to Paradise. Never mind. She. I I know. know. Oh, she was. And Basket Case. Okay. Oh. When I come around, wasn't? Oh, that was too. There's five huge selling singles. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. Forgot about this this album's so monumental. I almost forgot how great it was. Yeah, I know. All right, I'll let you move on. Track number six, my least favorite track. it's called Pulling Teeth. My least favorite, too. Um, definitely kind of a skipper. Yeah, it's boring. Um, but I do really like the guitar tone on the uh, solo. It's like really crunchy and gritty. Do you think it's, it's kind of like a surfy, weird, like out there song, but it's exactly, not, my, not yeah. my cup of tea for the, the rest of the album. It's, either a, way, it's a skipper. Either way, moving on. Moving on. Because it's a shoot. Mm. By your rating. Uh, track number seven, Basket Case. Um, I... I wasn't going to recommend this song, but then I was like, I have to, because the first line and that melody is just so iconic, I think. I feel like. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? I was going to do the harmony. Are okay. you do the harmony? I'll, I'll, I'll no, do regular. I'll do, I'll do the melody. You do the harmony. I don't you know the harmony. harmony. Oh, okay. Do you, you know, know the harmony? harmony? No, but... Or was, you do was, the melody, I'll do the harmony. I was going to wing it. I'll wing it. You go. Okay. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? About everything and nothing all at once. That was good enough. I think I... You changed keys from when I sang it originally, but yeah, who cares? Yeah, I, I did. I did. Sorry um, about that. That melody's fantastic. It's so good, yeah. Anything to say about the chord progression? Um, well, you already know that it's... Uh, oh, I know. I'm, or I, you, you also told me that it's, it's Pokeball's canon. I was leading um, with that question. It was loaded. If if you guys don't know what Pokeball's canon, that, uh, that chord progression is, uh, you can probably look it up on YouTube. Like, and fact, every song that uses Pokeball's canon, and... It's like uh, so many pop songs use this same... Pachelbel's Canon is a classic um, uh, composition. It's played at weddings. You've heard it in a bunch of pop songs. We'll, I'll, I'll, we'll post a video below this called Pachelbel's Rant. Yeah. Remember, a comedian talks about how this is in every single pop song. And so we'll post it so you guys can give Pachelbel's Canon a listen and know that you have heard the song way more than you think you have. Right, and do you happen to remember what the chord progression is? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. No, I don't remember it either. Do, 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 Whatever that is, that's what it is. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, anyway, this song is, uh, I would say, basically about uh, being a basket case, being crazy. Literally being crazy, yeah. That's what it's about. Um, but anyway. The music video is him at a mental institution. Yeah. Yeah. The next track, track number eight, is She, and I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5, and a hum. Honorable she, mention. She screams in silence. Yeah. Uh, so good. Nice turn, like, for sound-wise, the beginning of there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but on, on to track number nine, uh, Sassafras Roots. Roots? Yes, Roots. Yes, Roots. Sassafras <laughs> Roots. For all of you who are not from Minnesota, he said Roots. Um, 
I thought this song was very, very interesting. It is. It it, it got a hum from me. How how's it go? I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top um, of my head. I know I like this song, but I can't. I can't I'm drawing a blank. I don't really know. I can't. I'm drawing a blank, even though I just listened to it today as well. Um, but it's a song about wait. Oh yeah, wasting time. And I think time. you're sick and I wanna go home. That's no, not no, it. That's not it. No, it's coming clean. This is a song about wasting time. I can't remember. Wasting my time with me too. Uh, but anyway, it's a song about like you're wasting time. And then he's talking to, a, I assume, a girl. Um, you're also wasting time, so why don't we waste time together? Mm. And so it was. it's very uh, surprisingly existential um, in theme. So I, I really like that song. That's why I got a hum for me. Uh, the track number 10, you guys also probably know this song. It's called When I Come Around. A huge song. When I Come Around. Yeah. Very recognizable song. Oh yeah, I mean, like so. I played this in high school with one of my bands. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it? What was that band name? Uh, probably Identity Failure. Okay, I F. Yeah, I Oof. remember. Well, we played at this thing. Um, my high school every year did a, a auction for the Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And all the money we made, we would donate to the, the hospital. Oh, that's pretty cool. Between the middle school and the high school, we usually made about $20,000. So it's wow. substantial. Like, Holy crap. It was a thing where like they would auction off a pizza, and people would pay like $100 for a pizza. Like that kind oh, of thing. Like, okay, people would pull gotcha. their money. People would be like, this is for a good cause. Yes. I could buy a pizza for $5 somewhere, but I'll do like, it. My mom would always give me like 20 bucks for the auction, and I would use it for something like big. Like one year, me and my buddy John, we bought a case of Orange Crush out of bottles. We, we paid like 40 or 50 bucks for it. Uh, shout out to John Hartman. Yeah, John Hartman. He's not going to listen to this, but whatever. But um, <laughs> That's okay. they always had a band playing in my junior and senior year. My band played, and we played this song in the audience. I remember it was the entire high school slash middle school, and they all gave us blank stares. Like, what are you guys doing up there? And it was the worst. Like, I love playing, but they, like, no one That's cheered. Hilarious. It was awful. And, like, at the very end, I was like, thank you. You're a, vi- a very lively audience. <laughs> And me and my buddy John did a rap for it. We we did a rap each year. Yeah, you told me that. We did um, Lazy Sunday and Ice Ice Baby, and then we'd rap, uh, auction off a personalized rap for the for the benefit of Children's Hospital. That's pretty tight, man. Yeah, uh, if you guys are donating to anything, I would recommend donating to the Children's Hospital of wherever your local wherever you're from, state yeah. is, because um, I know in Pittsburgh, um, for people who couldn't pay, they didn't take health care. They, they they provided free service. Mm-hmm. It was a, a very great thing. Um, kind of like uh, kind of like St. Jude's. Yeah, it's a, an awesome thing to donate to. Uh, so I'd recommend doing that. Maybe we'll post some links for that too. Maybe, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you could just Google it. Yeah. Anyway, on track number 11, it's called Coming Clean. You like this song a lot, right? Is it the one? When I think you're sick and I want to go home. I believe so. Okay. I can't, I can't vouch for that, but um, it also got a hmm, uh, honorable mention. A lot of these songs got honorable mentions because they're so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next song is my second least favorite song, track number 12, Emonus Sleepus. Emonus? Is it the all brown and no brains in? I think... Oh, no, that's in the end. I don't really know, dude. Isn't this but, song called In the End? No, that's the next song. Oh, then what's Emonus Sleepus? Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm trying that's to why I gave it 3.5 out of 5. I'll have to listen to that after this podcast. Because I, uh, I didn't really enjoy it that much. Okay, Nothing in the notable. end. Um, next but song the next song, track number thirteen, it was also a hum honorable mention. No yeah, in the end, it's super. It's the fastest song. In the I don't album. care about the verses, but I love the chorus. Yeah, so good. Anyway, uh, the next song, track number fourteen, is F O D, which means "f off and die." 
Yeah, I was going to say you could uh, guess what that means. But no one's going to guess that. Because I didn't know what that meant until I heard the song. FOD. FOD. I love the... It's a great song. It's also an honorable mention for me, so... Let's take the prison that we've been now for so long. Yeah. This Another... It's very just like catchy. A, a very normal, catchy typical Green, Green Day, Day, song, Green Day yeah. melody, yeah. yeah. So catchy. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, but the last song, track number 15, which is called All By Myself, which bonus is saying, song, actually. Which it's, is, right. I think you have to listen through a lot of uh, silence or white noise after FOD to get oh, to this song. okay. But it was sang by Trey. Trey, the, the drummer, drummer, right? I was all by myself. I was all by myself. I was all by myself. I think I'm It's a really, it's a joke song. Really, really weird song. Um, very strange song. Uh, but so it's pretty funny though. And like it has like a super weird guitar part. Uh, but overall, man, this this album's really good though. I mean, obviously, whenever oh, you yeah. recommended it to me, I was like, okay, it's Green Day. I'm going to like it. So, okay. Um, so, uh, I, would, I, would, I would say that uh, if you are, you know, looking for some good music, listen to either of these albums. I th- I'd say Green Day is better. Uh, that's, that's only... Ob- that's, that's my taste. You're more... You're biased. I'm biased, but I listened to Phoenix for quite a while, and it's, it's not something I can get into huge, like big time. But you can still appreciate it. I appreciate it, yeah. I mean, um, the production was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, the songwriting was good. It's just not my favorite. I didn't. Di- I, I really don't dislike it at all. Like it, yeah. It's not something I would say, ew, gross, get that out of here. I, I like it, it's just not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, why don't we uh, get uh, into... Actually, actually I don't. Uh, going back to the beginning of the podcast, I don't think I, I counted any essentials for you. That's because I was very, very conscious about not saying essentially. In that case, next week, I'm not going to bring up the essentially tally. I'm just going to do it. Good idea. Okay. Try to do it secretly, though. I will. Keep in mind that I can see you. I know. During this podcast. Okay. Uh, so, moving on to next week. <laughs> uh, you got a recommendation? Uh, yeah. Let me, de- let me describe these two albums for you, and then you can choose, okay? Okay. All right. One. Now... I'm listening. Don't take your bias into this because I know whenever I say one, you're gonna be like, "Ooh, I want that one." Okay. I'll try, but it's hard. It's easier said than done. You know okay. that's true. One, they are both folk albums. Okay. Uh huh. One of them is rich in harmonies. Not to say the other one is void of harmonies. So one of them is rich in harmonies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, both have more story-driven lyrics. Okay. Uh, one of them is more produced, and the other is more raw. So, would you rather listen to a folk album that is raw, story-driven? Oh, can I can I ask or, you a question real quick? No, no. I have, or, to, I have wait, to ask you. Just a wait question. till I explain the second part. Or would you rather listen to? So, would you rather listen to an album that is a folk album, which is raw, story-driven, or would you rather listen to a folk album that is story-driven? But also driven by harmony and production. Ask your question. This, so the story-driven one is more. They're raw. both. They're both story-driven. When you say one was more story. No, I said both are story-driven. I have a hard time with raw-sounding stuff. Uh. Let me go with more production. Okay, sounds good. I have mine then. Uh, give me your options. All right. Do you want uh, something 
They're both punk rock. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, obviously. Do you want something a little less melodic and more political-ish? Or do you want something more melodic and influential? Uh, by in- I wonder what you mean by influential. Is that a good word to describe it? Um, Which one is more current? They're both... They're both around the same time. What year? 90s. Early 2000s, we'll say. 90s, early 2000s. Okay, give me the one that is less political. All right, so that means we're going with The Offspring. Um, Jeez, I've got a couple albums to... I'm going to go with Ixnay on the Ombre. <laughs> Ixnay on the Ombre. <laughs> uh, and that that's really hard for me to pick an Offspring album because... Uh, their first album, Smash, is the most influential uh, one. Yeah. My favorite of their albums is a much later album. Um, this one kind of falls right in the middle. And it's got a wide variety of stuff that they played. So Okay. I, we'll go with Ixnay on the Ombre by The Offspring. Okay. And I'll, and, be li- and I'll be listening to... You will be listening to the album that is more harmony-driven and story-driven. Uh, folk album. Uh, Fleet Foxes. Self-titled album, Fleet Foxes. Oh, okay. I've heard of them because they were on SNL. Okay. Most of these, um, I feel like you and Yorma Tacom, or whatever his name is, would be good Ooh. buddies. He's in the Lonely Island. Yorma Tacone? Yes, Tacome. Is that what his name is? Whatever his name is. He's in the Lonely Island. Uh, he's by Andy Samberg. Yeah. Did all the digital, digital shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had some influence on who uh, performed at SNL. But like the Decemberists performed there, um, Arcade, maybe not the Decemberists. Arcade Fire definitely did. Phoenix did. Fleet Foxes did. Like all these bands. So that it was more like, like Indian yes. folk, yeah. So that's okay. his his style. And then like a lot of the bands that you recommend, I've heard of because they were on SNL. Oh okay. And they would post videos of them doing a sound check and Yorma dancing around to their <laughs> sound check. It's kind of interesting. So. Um, all right. So what do you say we finish our brews and uh, give the cheers one more time? And yeah, off. why don't we? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Nice pause in between. Uh, <laughs> but this has been American Brews and Tunes. Uh, check in with us next week. And uh, again, uh, we actually forgot to say this, but look into our Spotify playlist. It's called oh, yeah. American Brews and Tunes. And we're going to have another one called American Brews and Tunes Total. Um, the one that says American Bruisins, Bruising Tunes Total will have every single album that we've ever listened to all put on there. The one that just says American Bruising Tunes will have the upcoming albums for next week. Yeah, so essentially, <laughs> there's one. Essentially, there's one for you'll, you. You'll be able to, to either, either, yeah, either listen to all the albums that we've recommended, or you'll be able to listen to the current albums that we are going to be li- talking about the next for the next episode. Yeah, so if you want to listen to what we're going to be listening to for next episode, so if you want to be caught up and, and engaged with what we're saying, listen to American Brews and Tunes. We'll share the links. It'll be out there. All you got to do is go into Spotify and search it. Tons yep. of fun. Um, so here we go. Here we go. shib it a beep no! uh, I didn't say it again. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is for real. Here we go. shib it a <laughs> Jesse, you are killing me. I am. That's all right. All right, again. So here we go. Ship it beep no! <laughs> Delicious. So good. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode. We'll see you next time. 
Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beebity